0: Final score, Manchester Town 2, Wrexham 5, pre-season. We all know we can't draw too much out of pre-season games, but there were interesting indications about how we are going to line up. The most important was that we played three at the back as normal, but we only played two midfielders, really double pivot, and then we had two strikers narrow, feeding off a target man, and that was a bit different. In the first half, that line-up saw Mark Howard in goal, Three across the back, Aaron Hayden on the right, Max Kluwerth in the middle, and on the left-hand side, Dan Davis. The wing-backs are Trialist on the right, and Callum McFadgen on the left. Tom O'Connor, partner James Jones, in the middle. And then you had, well, Dior Angus and Jake Bickerstaff tucked in and playing off Jake Hyde. I mean, there, there usually were two players up front. Sometimes there were three. Uh, Angus maybe was a bit more advanced than Bickerstaff and it was interesting to watch how Bickerstaff played in a slightly more withdrawn role as well but they did exchange and it was interesting and it was fluid now, like I said, friendly games really mean nothing At Nantwich though are further into their pre-season than we are they've already played a couple of friendlies and they were they were good in the way they moved the ball around I enjoyed watching them as a couple of players who caught the eye still, Wrexham were in control of the ball in the first half and went ahead in the ninth minute. Moments earlier, O'Connor had swept in a corner to the near post, which was flicked on inadvertently by a defender, Bickerstaff was just beaten to it at the far post, but from the resulting corner, James Jones stood it in, and Aaron Hayden, well, he did what Aaron Hayden does, he just levitated, attacked the far post, Rose, tremendously controlled header because James had put it in with a bit of pace. Uh, Jones, beg your pardon, James Jones. And Hayden did superbly to attack it just outside the six-yard box and control his header and just get his head around it because it arrived slightly behind him and just used the pace on the corner to direct it into the top left corner of the goal. Fantastic goal and ex-Wrexham keeper Louis Gray had absolutely no chance whatsoever. So, Wrexham dominating possession. It was a scorchingly hot day, terrific hot day for a game of football, and kudos to both sides. Actually, the the pace was pretty decent. Uh, James Jones teed up the trial list on one of his many forays forwards down the right. He had a shot which was blocked, and then there was a nice piece of play by Dan Davis fed the ball forwards to Hyde. It was spread over to the left-hand side. McFadden whipped a great cross in. Hyde with a diving header just outside the six-yard box, and he planted it just wide at the left post. He should have scored, in all honesty. First real sign of danger from Nantwich came when a controversial free kick was given to them on the edge of the area. It was taken quickly. And picked up by Grant Jamaican international Who looks like a real uh, signing for them He drove it in It was deflected And it fell beautifully for Cockaline, Who had a, the goal at his mercy Six yards out And hideously sliced it A long way wide Cockerline really caught my eye Looking through Nantwich And scouting them um, And in the first half I thought he held the ball up Superbly He's a big bloke He won his headers But his finishing Which has been brilliant In the last two Three season games for them Wasn't there in the second half, he'd make amends. Wrexham broke straight off the pitch after that, and probably ought to have got a second goal. A three-on-one, Blake, Angus driving down the right channel. He had Hyde and Bickerstaff keeping up with him. He drew the defender to him, so that both the other two players were marked in the box. But then he went for it himself and hit a rather weak shot, and that was an opportunity that was wasted. His teammates wasted no time in telling him that. And it looked worse as well, when in the 35th minute, we conceded an equaliser. It was, well, depends how you want to look at this. It was a good early ball to find Grant isolating the trialist. He beat him too easily on the corner of the box, though, so in all honesty. it wasn't promising that. And then Grant just went for power and slammed it past Howard into the top right corner, a left corner. Terrific finish. But the trialist made up for it because two minutes later he went bursting forwards, cut inside, drove to the edge of the box, a couple of step overs, and then a terrific strike into the top right corner himself. So, Wrexham restoring that lead. And that was half time, and then we made the wholesale changes. So maybe I'll just talk about how things worked out for that first half team. Um, Howard didn't have much to do, in all honesty. He had uh, one little nervous moment when the ball ricocheted across his goal and he had to dive and grab hold of it after an overhit back pass went past him. But uh, he had very little to do, in all honesty. He looks like he wants to move the ball on quickly, which I've seen him say in interviews. He, he, he looks to be someone who gets play going fast. I quite like the idea of that. The centre-backs, well, Hayden was Hayden. Just massive, you know, it was a bit cruel putting players up against him from the Unibond League I don't mean that as patronising it's just Hayden's terrific and uh, he dominates physically Clueth was solid as well and, and typically used the ball well I really want to point out Dan Davis left-sided centre-back although I think he's more of a left-back but he's built well enough to be a centre-back I was really impressed. Now, we we know that he's got a, a bit of a reputation insofar as he's had trials with the likes of uh, Chelsea and Brighton and Liverpool as well, I think, if I remember correctly. mean um, we've got to be a little cautious with that. Chelsea have altered their scouting approach anyway. They're looking at young British lads and they've been hoovering up young lads from non-league teams to have a look at them. Just because you've had a trial, I mean, there's no obligation. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be uh, <coughs> really a, a contender. It's just they'll, they'll bring lots of lads in to look at them. But I think Davis does have something. Um He was very composed. Cockerline bullied him a little bit in the air, but not horribly. Um <coughs> Generally, he did well defensively. Came back and made some good tackles and interceptions as well. Extremely confident going forwards. And not only that... A lot of our passing in both halves was very crisp and sharp and I liked it. Lots of punched passes to players in advanced positions who were being tightly marked and the pass had to be perfect in terms of its weight and accuracy. Uh, And we were doing that well. And Dan Davis did it a lot. I was lucky enough to be on his side of the pitch so I could watch him more closely. Yeah, he can pass a ball. I I liked the look of him and so i wonder whether we might be looking to use him next season maybe as backup because he he caught my eye i've got to say Wingbacks, backs was very good caused a lot of problems going forwards on the right hand side now the trialist interesting didn't look great defensively looked tremendous going forwards, extremely quick beat people comfortably was happy going around the outside or cutting inside scored that fabulous goal as well this is a player with something to him. I hope you understand I'm not allowed to say who it is, even though lots of people know who it is. Um, But I'm not going to say it. Uh, he looks good. He looks good. I, I, I like the look of him, but maybe not a wingback. Maybe more of a winger or a player in that second line if he persists with this formation. So he looked decent. O'Connor's class, I think he always was. I think, frankly, he was a star signing. And in his injuries, he never got going with us. But O'Connor, such time. He's got so much time. It's, a, it's like the Matrix. He gets the ball and he just, everything slows down. and He has a little look around. It was fun watching him, seeing how often, before the ball's come to him, he's he's had a quick scan around to see everything that's going on around him. He's, just, he's a smart footballer. He's a quality footballer. He's going to be huge for us this season. And then alongside him, James Jones was so full of energy. Uh, and in that heat as well, I I'm not surprised because he is so full of energy, isn't he? But uh, he he was very very good and, and fed some good passes forwards. Maybe having these players dropping off gives him a chance to to just um you know feed the balls into him that that suits him. And I liked him. I liked the look of him. Front three Bickerstaff in this more of a strong role did well. He's big and physical now, and and he can handle himself. Um, in a, in, a, in the grown up game so I like the look of him, he, he did a decent job he was breaking forwards I probably said the best game out of the three furthest forwards in the pitch Hyde won a few good headers but missed that good opportunity and, and Angus made some decent little burst forwards but the best chance he had when Dan Davis threaded an excellent pass to him, he, he had a very heavy touch and the chance was gone and so probably Bickerstaff out of the three was probably the one who made the most compelling case that he should be involved, anyway complete wholesale change in the second half we just altered everything around and we started superbly an excellent move and dan jones playing as a right wing back and justly squaring it to kai evans who hit an absolute screamer from 25 yards that slammed against a bar and bounced back out of louis gray absolutely beaten then when earth corner was half cleared McAlyndon swept to ball into the far post toes are completely unmarked beyond the far post tried to just place his header back across the goalkeeper and got too much on it and put it wide of the far post another opportunity came when uh, the ball was fed down the left hand side to Mullen cleverly by Jordan Davis he pulled it back McAlyndon's close range shot was blocked it ricocheted back and Palmer just couldn't apply the the finish and put it on target but eventually we did get the, the breakthrough in that third goal It was excellent work again by Dan Jones, who stayed high up the pitch for a goal kick and won the ball back on the edge of the area. The ball found its way to Palmer, had a great opportunity, Louis Gray made a super save, but the ball trickled into the goal mouth and Kai Evans was alert and was there to tap the ball home. And we continue to dominate. Frankly, in the second half, we looked more dangerous, more likely to score goals. Um, Jordan Davis hit a a free kick from a typical sort of area in the right channel. The classic uh, Dover athletic free kick. And Louis Gray got down really well because it dipped over the wall and made a good save low to his left. Then McElindon tackled uh, Nantwich's own right-sided trialist and fed Jordan Davis, whose powerful shot. Just went wide of the left post. But we got another uh, when Dan Jones combined nicely with Palmer. He sent the big striker down the right. He blasted a cross across the face of goal. And McAlinden arrived and finished it neatly to give Rexham another goal from close range. The best goal of the match, though, maybe would come with 30 minutes left. And it was by Nantwich. Ball knocked long and David Jones, backpedalling, couldn't control his header properly, nodded it square and the aforementioned Cocker line showed what he can do. Wow, <laughs> unbelievable first-time half-volley finish from 25 yards into the top right corner. Our try-list goalkeeper had no chance whatsoever. A fabulous goal. But actually, I say that was the best goal. Two minutes later, maybe Wrexham topped it. This was sheer class. Jordan Davis getting there in midfield, pinging the most glorious pass. I mean, he was looking for Mullin. Mullins running, uh, trying to run beyond the last defender. He's hit it from distance. It's a pretty straight pass. You've got to put that absolutely on the spot if you're going to get it right. And he did. And Mullen took it first time and just slammed it past the keeper from the edge of the area in the bottom left corner. A magnificent goal. Wrexham could have got more, probably should have got more. Palmer put Mullen 1-1. One one. It looked like an absolutely inevitable goal. Gray came out quickly, but Mullen calmly dinked it past him. The Wrexham fans cheered and it dribbled just wide at the right post. That, we're not used to that, are we? And then Bandwich actually had the last chance of, of the game. A, a clever quick free kick. Butlow, a young man who'd come on on the left-hand side as a late sub, who had, had done well, found Leach Smith, and he tried to curl a shot, looking for the top right corner, but couldn't quite keep it down. It went about a foot over the bar. So 5-2, the final score. That second-half team plays in the same sort of shape, and It worked. I've got to say, though, fair play to Nantwich. They didn't have as many subs. So they had three players who actually played the full 90. And they made their subs later. Now, like I said, they are further along in their... Uh, pre-season preparations but nonetheless it was a hot day and I think that affected them a bit You know, there were some tired legs out there because Wrexham were playing at a good tempo for a game in that sort of temperature so congratulations to them but there were naturally more mistakes being made at the back and also more gaps opening up I think because of a bit of tiredness but Wrexham were ruthless, well I think ruthless actually could have scored more than the three but certainly Wrexham were very threatening in the second half and and goal was a trialist And he had no chance to do anything because the only real testing shot on target was absolutely unstoppable by Cockerline. So he was unfortunate there. Cockerline, by the way, I believe is a bus service in Sheffield. Sorry. I got my Cockerline as an early Madonna single week gag out in the commentary and I hadn't used my... I'll carry on. Uh, In front of him, Ben was the central defender in the three uh, solids dominant physically, pinged the ball around beautifully, some really nice pinpoint accurate uh, diagonals, either side of him, Aaron James on the right hand side uh, looks like he's got something, he was very confident breaking forwards, but um, maybe needs a a bit more time just to build up physically, Cockerline trying to isolate him and a bit more success in in terms of physically dominating him, but to be fair Cockerline is 6 foot 4 and really strong, so you know, I'm certainly not criticising him, he didn't look totally out of place James, he did a decent job and he was good on the ball. Left hand sided centre back was Dave Jones which is interesting because he's retired but obviously he's still coaching at the club and he wanted to help out, we were short of bodies at the back and he came in at the back, used the ball well, really pressed hard sometimes, recovering the pitch, popping up in all sorts of unexpected places, very high at the pitch, over on the wrong side. Um, and yeah he did alright but like I said he won't be playing for us anyway uh, the wingbacks and I'll leave Dan Jones to last because he fascinated me um, on the left hand side we had Liam McElhinden this sort of game suited him as a wingback you know, a team that we can really go out and attack, he doesn't have to defend all that much and yeah he was threatening scored a goal, combined nicely down the left specifically with Mullen and Davis and he looked very sharp dan jones now this is really interesting because we've seen as parkinson's been in charge that the the progressiveness of the wing backs and the centre-backs grow and we've got this system now where we are getting wing backs at the pitch where the centre-backs will underlap or overlap and, and they'll interchange and, and work the ball into crossing positions uh, dan jones is an attacking player really and I genuinely don't know whether Wrexham was wondering whether they can convert him. or whether it was just a case of we haven't got enough wing-backs so and we want to down to play. Give a go at playing here in a, a match against opposition where we should be attacking a lot. But he was terrific. I mean, he was really terrific. Uh, I was massively, massively impressed with him. Um, But like I said, used in a different way. So naturally, he was bombing up and down the wing, terrific energy. He's well built as well. So he's strong enough to go, but he did some good defensive things as well. But he was very attack minded. But he wasn't going around the outside all that often. He'd come forwards, and then he'd tuck in to the right channel as a striker and give us an extra forward. Um, the width we had was more likely to be Aaron James coming forwards or Palmer or Mullen pulling out to that side. So it's quite interesting to see us use it differently. He didn't really look to combine with James like we normally see, say, McFadden and Clueth do. Um, but he, he was very impressive. He set up, of course, that goal for Kai Evans with his high press. And again, you know, think about it. He's the wing-back but he's pressing on the edge of the area for a short goal kick. Uh, he, he was extremely impressive. He used the ball well, and it was a shame near the end he had a shooting opportunity and really hit it well, but it was a good block to deny it, but I was massively impressed with him. centre mate, Luke Young, was Luke Young. It was hot, he didn't care, he ran a lot. <laughs> played some decent passes forwards. Jordan Davis, in a slightly deeper role, oozed class, went on some lovely runs down the left channel, hit a couple of powerful long-range shots, and, and one horrific one. Um, I say horrific I mean it went about three times the height of the goal um, over the wall into the scrubland in front of the the new estate that's been built around the back of the ground and it hit something there and bounced so high it, well it showed how hard he hit the ball but he was class I mean Davis was class and that assist for Mullen was absolutely top draw and then this time the front three Palmer came on and just bullied the centre backs it was cruel I thought the centre backs did well for um Nantwich but then when Palmer came on oh my gosh it was not a nice experience for them, he was terrific, his movement was good he was beating people, he whipped in the ball nicely for that uh, goal by and quality performance by Palmer playing off him with Mullen who early on, you could see he was getting a little frustrated things weren't quite coming off for him but he was such a threat and when he finally got his goal, it was a beauty and he again, typical as Mullen, you know I mean just get him fit, he'd be fine And the other supporting player, Kai Evans, did really well, I thought. I mean, he's a little lad, and so we're going to have to judge carefully when and how we would use him. But he's got something. He was breaking forwards really well. Hit that great shot to hit the bar. Got his goal as well. And he looked lively and sharp working off Palmer, combining with Mullen and Davis. And he had something to offer. So, it was fun. You can't learn anything off uh, pre-season friendlies, but I've managed to bang on for a long time about it. Wrexham go off to Spain now, of course. That'll be interesting to see how they fare there. Well, I think really the training camp element is much more important than well, the Nottingham Forest and the 23s game. But it was a, a very enjoyable day in the sunshine. Nantwich to Town are a classy operation. They're a nice club. Uh, they've been good friends to Wrexham, of course. They let us play at their stadium when we couldn't use ours for that game against Marine. And they had some nice players who I thought did some played some good stuff. I wished them well for this season, but Wrexham, yeah, it was a very enjoyable day out in the sun. Excellent crowd, fourteen hundred as well. A lot of fans coming from Wrexham, and well, we, we certainly I think it was an interesting exercise. And that new shape, getting an extra player forwards, Been interesting to see how we persevere with it. Certainly, Elliot Lee, who didn't play today, clearly looks like a, a signing that allows us to play like that because he i'm sure would love to play up front alongside mullen and off palmer interesting stuff and there's still more players to come of course so obviously keep watching keep listening we will still have uh, the podcast coming up after matches not the spanish game because i ain't going to spain so <laughs> i won't be able to do that but certainly we'll be able to we'll keep you posted a podcast after matches. There'll be podcast after Macclesfield game. Dragonheart will be back soon as well from its summer break uh, with some previews for you as well. So let's see how it all pans out. So the final score of Nantwich Town 2 Wrexham 5. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC.